Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O-Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. Um, I want to be a hair. I want to be a salon. So you want to go in the salon suite and you want to do hair. Okay, but do you understand you are a business owner? Yes. Yes. So get you a business license. Yes. Get you this. (laughs) Do this. Get your LLC. Do this. Do pay yourself a salary. What are you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Vernon Martin, renowned hair artisan and founder of Vernon Martin's Salon and Day Spa. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Vernon Martin is a renowned hair artisan and entrepreneur with over 35 years of experience in styling hair. From soft classic styles to edgy avant-garde looks, Vernon's talent enhances his clients' natural beauty. An astute business owner, Vernon established the Vernon Martin Salon and Day Spa in 1998 to serve longtime clients and to mentor a new generation of talented artists in his hometown of Washington, D.C. His client list reads like a Hollywood who's who, having styled celebrities from Kerry Washington to Aretha Franklin. With the passion for empowering women, Vernon co-founded the social venture Erica by Erica Campbell, the ambassador of Verna Couture Hair. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We are here live in Vernon Martin Salon. This is such a treat. We have never done the show in an actual salon like this. Yes. We're in DC. So Vernon, thank you so no, much. No, thank for you. Us. I'm so honored that you are wanted to come here. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Well, you, my friend, mm-hmm. legacy. 35-year career, an amazing salon, so many experiences, the amount of people like me that you've touched, but also celebrities. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I cannot wait to dig in. I got something for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to kick off because there's been so much. You had a salon. We went through COVID. You rebuilt the salon. You have other businesses. Mm -hmm. But I want to start with what is one word? that would define 2023 for you? Blessed. Nice. Yes, blessed. Yeah, because COVID, we really thought it was a done deal. You know, being off so long, we lost a lot of clients um, from death and from 
you know, just scared to come back. You know, to this day, people are scared, still scared to come back. So when we opened a new salon, everyone was like, are you crazy? Go in a suite or something like that. I said, oh, no, I don't like that. I mean, I like the camaraderie of a salon. And I was like, God got me. I'm not worried. You know, we're going to make it happen. But also lost my mom at the end of 2022. So 2023, I'm still blessed. Well, and there's so much to the word blessed in Mm -hmm. terms of our blessings. Like, Mm -hmm. I've really found this need to, as I'm waking up, Thank you, Lord, I'm blessed to wake up mm-hmm. because there's always going to be something that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But when we can count our blessings or mm-hmm. count the miracles that happen every day, mm-hmm. I think it helps. And even thinking about your mother, I was reading your birthday post and just our moms are the ones that they pull us back when we mm-hmm. need it. Those of us that have been fortunate to have moms that way, because yeah. we know that not everyone had that blessing. Yeah. And so your ability to say, it was hard, mm-hmm. but in 2023, I'm still blessed. Yeah. And how do I move forward and how do I create new spaces and opportunities? Mm-hmm. And yeah. knowing what you want, yeah. like to say, I'm not going into a suite, we're going into a salon. We're going into a salon. <laughs> and then we, you're responsible for so many people who look to you to help yes. make a difference for them. You know, I always tell people, my mother taught me that sometimes you can allow your mind to get so cluttered that you can't think properly. You know, and so even with her death, I still had to, my heart was aching, but I had to move it a little bit so it didn't clutter my mind and clutter my thoughts on what I needed to do. You know, I didn't want to overthink things, you know, and a lot of overthinking. And so I had to remove myself from that and and mentally and like, I still had to get to work. I still have to do this. You know, yes, I want to mourn, but I still need to take care of things because that's what she taught me. Do not overcrowd your mind with things because you'll never get anything done. Yes. You know, so. Well, and I think that that's that's the part that I think separates people who are able to move on and keep Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Because we do have to allow ourselves to mourn. Yeah. And we have to be in grief, but then we also have to get ourselves together mm. and we have to keep going yeah. and it's it's when you get so stuck that you can't declutter yeah, so that you, you overthink. can move forward you overthink. you overthink you think it's your heart but actually it's your mind playing a little trick on you yes. and, and, and what can you get done if your mind is so cluttered you can't sleep yeah. you know you, you toss and turn all night so you yeah. don't get any rest you know that's not your heart that's your mind the mind is a powerful thing. Mind, oh my I read goodness. a book many years ago. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Ayala saying that actually. Yeah. And she said, the mind is a powerful thing. You know, so you just have to, you cannot allow your mind to be so cluttered with negativity yes. that you can't even expose yourself to the positivity. Well, you know? and I think too, so much of what we hear when we mm-hmm. think about mental health and we think about mm-hmm. people just being in such a state of despair. And so how have you been able to overcome mind over matter as it Mm -hmm. were, Mm -hmm. and and literally say, I'm going to make sure that my mind is right. I'm going to feed my mind so I can move forward. Number one, I had no choice. I had no choice. What do you do? You you ball up and just go um, live on the street, live in a shelter. Bills still had to be paid. Things still had to get done. You know, and I get why some people wound up in situations they wound up in. It's very easy, 
but I'm a fighter. You know, you have to be a fighter, you know, and it's not calling them necessarily calling somebody weak because they have mental illness because it's very easy. We're all this close. We're that close. We're yes. this close because <laughs> during my mom's death, I had to take something to get myself together. You know what I mean? So it's not that I think, oh, I'm better than um, nobody. No, 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 no. I, I agree. I see it. But what I wasn't going to see was me on the street. Exactly. <laughs> After everything that you want to work for. No, yes. I wasn't going to be living on the street. I was not going to be um, a victim of my own mind. Yes. I refused to be a victim of my own mind, but I saw where I could see where it could happen because anybody you know who go through something is never just one thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's never just one. It thing. all happens. It all happens, and that's why I always believe. You know, I tell people don't we give the devil too much credit because we think everything that happens in our life is the devil. But I believe also it's God yes. who's just like I'm gonna pull back and let me see what you can do. Let me see how much faith you have in me. How much faith you, you have? have in, yeah. Yes. How much faith you have in me? How much faith you have in yourself? You know, Martin Luther King said, "Asking God for everything while you do nothing is superstition. It's not faith." And so I don't want to, you know, have a superstition idea of what life should be. I want to have faith and I want to believe that God is going to bring me out. And even then he'll put some stumbles in front of you. But that's where the faith comes in. Yes. You know, it is something greater than you to believe in. Yes. That is a goodness that mm-hmm. is a hope. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that. You have to. And I think, too, it's so interesting because Bishop is always talking about like, there's preparedness and opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit and pray, 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 not mm-hmm. do the work, and then be upset because there's no outcome. There's no outcome. So we have to dig deep. We have to meet ourselves there. And it's so interesting because I've been traveling, and I feel like I'm here to be of service to other people. And so mm-hmm. we get, right? And I'm trying to work on refueling. And it was a series of just like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like the highs are high, the lows are lows, but it was just a blow. And I literally canceled the meeting, crawled into bed, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to give up for a second. Mm -hmm. And my husband FaceTimed me and I was like, I'm just giving up. I need 15 minutes to give up. And he's like, okay, so give up 15 minutes, call me back, you'll be fine. And I like was all bottled up Mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay. You got an entire team. You got all these people. You've mm-hmm. got a mission. You've been able to do things that other people can't. Mm-hmm. Set my timer. Got up. Was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I Facetimed him. He's like, okay, you're back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to your point, you have to have those moments, but you can't stay there. You, you can't, can't stay there. Fifteen minutes be days and days, days and days. days. No, my bishop, he said, uh, you have three days. I didn't understand it at first. He said, you have three days. I'll give you three days. He did a sermon one day, so he had three days. So it was like three days, three days. It took Jesus three days to get up. So I always say, yes. give me my three days. <laughs> Let me have my three days, yes. and then we'll we'll keep it moving. You know, so thank you, Bishop Owens. He's like, you have three days. So I'm like, oh. but sometimes this stuff takes longer than three days to get past. Yes. But that's when you start letting the positivity kick in. Yes. You start allowing the things that have been poured into you yes. from your parents and your grandparents. Um, and we grew up in church. A lot yes. of these kids now don't grow up in church. And that's what, and they fear nothing. They don't fear a God. They don't fear us. They don't fear their parents. And there has been a disservice done to them. And then no more big mamas. No more big mamas. No more grandmothers like mine did who said, I'm going to retire so that I'm home 
Vernon gets out of school and make sure dinner. So when my mom came home from work, we all had dinner and we all had, you know, my grandfather, you know, you don't have that anymore. And so I had, to, even though I had to um, do this with you, and so I knew today was my son's birthday. And so he said, um, for his birthday, he came here and got a haircut, got my grandson haircut. And then he asked, what are you doing today? So he said he was taking his daughter to uh, Michael's, and that was it. I said, no, come on, what are we going to do? We're going to go, we're going to get a manicure. And so then my granddaughter got a manicure, he got a manicure. My grandson, the lady put, put his hands in water, and then wrapped them in a hot towel. And then we went to... Um, Took them to McDonald's and then we went to Michael's and got her stuff that she wanted. She knows how to knit and she's only 10. And so knitting I was like, yes, I was like, you don't have that no more. I was like, you have to be selfless. You know, if I could retire and help my son and his wife, I will. I want to do what I can do. You know, so that's why even me working a half a day, I said, listen, after 12, y'all got me. What you mean? You know? So. Well, and I think that we get so caught up in generational wealth, right? And we talk so much about generational inheritance. And like, what does that mean? And yes, there's the money aspect, but it's also the values, the integrity, and the time. And how do we create this community so that we can like have this generation of people who are selfless, who do want to help, who do want to give back. And so much has just shifted because it's mm-hmm. become such a me economy, me mm-hmm. economy, me, me, me. And so centering ourselves in those values. And I want to talk about your career because okay. so much of your values have actually driven you forward mm-hmm. and the new things that you're now starting to work on mm-hmm. come from a place of how do we keep this generational gifts going? So Tell us everything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who are you, my friend? Okay. Um, it was so funny. I was so, so let's say, not let's say, so I did well um, on my SAT. So my mother was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I do not want to go to college. I do not want to. I don't care how we up the street. I don't care. I don't want to go to college. And I said, you know, I want to be a hairstylist. So my mother said, okay. She said, I'll pay for it. She said, and just go for it. So she said, you do the work and find out where, where you want to go and how much is it, and we'll do it. And so I said, okay, because when I was a young kid, I used to love the Grammys and the American Music Awards, and I would love the way Gladys Knight and um, actually even Aretha Franklin used to have the bomb and Natalie Cole, these beautiful hairstyles. And my mother and grandmother would be sitting on the couch. I would climb on the couch behind them, and they'd be in their house rows. We'd be watching it on the, you know, the floor, yeah, the big TV you had. Yes. And I would take rubber bands and bands, and they would have all these ponytails. Oh my God. <laughs> I would call myself, they would sit there and let me do it. And I would call myself doing their hair. And my grandfather would come down, he would look like, What is that? Boy do? <laughs> and then he would go about his business. And that's what I loved about him because as a straight black man, and he was a, I always tell everybody to this day, and I'm 53 years old, my grandfather was a man. He didn't play. He would teach me things. And I think he always knew, you know, but he would tell me, like, Vernon, um, one time I was eating on the porch and he tore me up. I was sitting on the porch with a whole plate eating pork chops. But anyway, so my mom um, had me into that. That's a whole other story. So that's a whole other chapter. That's a whole other chapter. Anyway, so I went to hair school and um, 
I did very well, actually. And so I was very popular in Harris School. Everybody loved me. Everybody said, Bernie, do my hair. You know, and I was like, okay. And so I would sneak out of class and go to the senior side and would try to do hair on the floor. And you're not supposed to do that to your senior. And so sometimes the lady who ran the school, because she would make money, and she was making money off of me. You know, people would come in and they would let me go on the floor. And I would do hair. And then um, one day I got real arrogant. And they saw it. And my teacher sent me to work in this salon called 18s for this lady because he said, you're getting too beside yourself. You are getting too big for your britches. Wow. And so that's why I get these kids now. And they're trying it. And they, but they use YouTube and think they know and everything. Think that they know. But they won't yes. allow nobody to tell them that ain't how you do it. Yes. You know. But anyway, so I went to work there. And um, we finished school. I went to work at that salon as an assistant while I was in school. And then I became a stylist when I graduated. And the lady AD was very well connected. She didn't do hair. So I didn't work for her, but I worked for her, one of her stylists. I was her assistant. Her name was Sonia. But Aideen and I became very close. Like she worked, she was very, very high in the government. And so, um, but then she was connected with all these politicians and people in DC. So everybody, when they would come to DC, they would come to the 80s hair salon. And Oprah may not remember, but she even came there before <laughs> in the came. 80s. Yes. In the 80s, before she was the Oprah. Yes. And, um, but everybody would come there because she was very classy, very well put together. She still is. And, you know, so she became good friends with, she had a lot of friends. And one of her friends was a publicist for Babyface mm-hmm. at the time when he first came, went solo. And so she would send people to the salon, and then they had got to a point where they were like, well, we're going to re- refer Bernie to this, because they, I was well-dressed, very well put together, and they were like, we want to send you to You're do ready. Push you yeah, out. Push you out. out. <laughs> and then um, people would do just send people to me from other states, like, if, if they lived in D.C. before. Like, you're here, you go home, and then you know, somebody say, well, I'm going to D.C. Well, D.C. can do my hair. And they would say, oh, you should go to this guy named Vernon. And I became, I was very friendly to other hairstylists, too, in other states. And people don't know, instead of being competitive, mm-hmm. they should be friendly to them. Yep. And so they would send people to me. And so then, um, as years went on, I one time went and worked in a salon in L.A. because I thought I was going to move there. For this guy named James, the guy who's here, and he used to own the hottest salon in LA. And I met a lot of people through him, and a lot of people from a lot of actors and stuff in LA. Uh-huh. Then people started sending me. That's how I got like Kerry Washington yes. and Shonda Rhimes, and I mean, no matter when they would come to DC, and at the time they would come a lot back then. Every president, I think, used to have so many parties, and then Trump came and. Just, <laughs> Where did we all come? Like, yes. <laughs> Nobody would even come here. You know, but anyway, coming. yeah, so then for years I was just doing, I mean, it could be anybody. I remember one of the first celebrities I did was um, Kelly Williams from Family Matters. Yes. I did a haircut on her, and uh, she was a young girl, and she's from D.C., so her best friend used to come to me. And so she came to town, so I'm going to cut my hair, and then I cut her hair. And then it would just kept growing, and then people would just kept sending me people. And um, the friend of Aideen was Ramon Bain. She was a publicist, like I said. And she started working for Michael Jackson. And I remember she called me and said, 
do you want to do Michael Jackson? And I was in LA at James Salon and I said, no. That's a hard pass. I said, no. She said, you don't want to do I said, no, I don't want to do it. Best thing I could have did. That's another story. Best thing I could have done. Was it your gut intuition? Were you just like, I Yes, and if I had been cluttered, I wouldn't have been able to think it out properly. And I would have done it just to say, I I did did Michael Jackson. Best thing I could have done. That's another read. That's it. it has nothing to do with his death or it's just something yeah. told me that wasn't a good fit for me. And then he actually did not want a man. He was going to do it, but once she said, "Well, we," he was like, "Well, I'm kind of glad I didn't want a man to do my hair yeah. for whatever reason," and I was fine with that. Yes. And um, that was like divine protection. It really was. It, was. it really was. Yeah. But anyway, um, Gail King, um, all of them, they would just find me. People would tell them, "You should go to Vernon," and these people would call me, and I was like, "Oh my God, they're the agent!" So the lady Avine <laughs> had retired from the government. And I was like, I need somebody I trusted, and she knew the industry, believe it or not, even though she was from the government. And I was like, I need an agent. I need you to help me. And so I would give people her info. So um, she would get emails, and she was like, Vernon, oh my God, they want you to do Chrissy Teigen. And I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah. I was like, okay. You know? And she was like, um, Mindy Kaylin. I was like, huh? I was like, all right. I, I would just do it. And so it, it just went from there. And then I just became very popular. So I look at people now, a lot of these people, young stylists are doing it. And I'm happy for them because I'm like, now I'm kind of past that, you know? What was your balance of celebrity versus your DC clients that you had? The good thing was they were all coming here. So that helped okay. me. And that was a good because it helped me sustain my business yes. and my clientele. So I might have to say one day, I have to push my book back, or, I might, or if they say, well, no, we need you the whole day. And I'll say, okay, well then, I'm gonna take off that day. Not cancel me, that's nothing to cancel a day. You all can come tomorrow, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. So that worked out. Good. So okay. I, it was a good thing. I didn't have to travel. The only time I traveled was with Aretha Franklin. So I traveled with her. And I saw where it is possible to lose your in-house clientele. Oh, yes, yes. So, well, I feel like that's the balance, you know, being mm-hmm. in LA that I hear some of the stylists talk mm-hmm. about. Like, how do you maintain your day-to-day yeah. clients when you're traveling and you're on tour, mm-hmm. and then everyone is kind of like, "Well, I have to move on." And that balance mm-hmm. of sustainable revenue and it's unfair. Revenue. It's yeah. unfair, actually, not to you, to the client. It's unfair because I always tell my clients, and that's why they always love me. I said, you all are actually my celebrities. I said, I do this for notoriety. I do it for popular. I had to because it helped keep my doors open. It helped make people want to say, well, let me see what's so great about him that people keeps Everyone keeps going. going. Um, I had a lot of problems with hairstylists, believe it or not, who was, why him? Well, why not me? That's none of your business. Yeah. I don't worry about what you're doing. I worry about what <laughs> don't I'm worry doing. Don't worry about it. Don't count my money. Yeah, because when they <laughs> something good happen to them, I'm happy for them. I'm like that's wonderful. Even in house, I would say, I, I believe there was there were issues. You know, people would never say, but I believe it. Yeah. You know, so. But why me? Because I am who I am. Yes. And you are who you are. You know, so. That's it. You know. Well, and I think too, it's like even being an entrepreneur, like mm-hmm. we're. We want to be so focused on our business, mm-hmm. and it's hard because you see everyone's doing this, everyone's doing that, and it's like, 
how do I do that? But we have to run our own race. Yeah. Because what we want is not going to be the same. Our blessings aren't going to be the same as others. Mm -hmm. And so it takes us back to being blessed and Mm -hmm. counting that and saying, now, how do I use that? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you think about the evolution of the arc, you started talking about your next venture. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. So now what I want to do is just so much crime. And these kids seem so out of whack. And I know we can't, I don't want to say we can't, but I just talk about, I want to talk negative. I don't want to talk this out, but I want to try, if I could save one, yeah. if we could save one, yep. I think one of the problems is these phones, uh-huh. social media. So then you have parents who are so disconnected mm-hmm. from their children. Yes. They really are. So my, my what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help people get back into trade because I believe that trade is going to be the new way for people to survive, you know, um, with AI and all these other things (laughs) coming out and people are going to see, they're going to be losing jobs. They're not going to need you to pick up a phone and say, hi, thank you for calling Kendra Ferguson's office. It's going to be an AI recording or something with a voice. It can be her voice. It doesn't matter. Uh But that AI is going to be able to tell you what to do. And what we fail to realize is things like your hairstylists, your plumbers, your electricians, mm-hmm. your um, car mechanics. Yes. You know, even though you have to send your, your Tesla away to get fixed or just whatever, there's still people that have to fix those cars. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to be able to run into a computer and they just fix it. You're going to need people. So your auto mechanics, you're going to need electricians yes. to come into your business and hook up your electric. Mm-hmm. A robot is not coming in to do that. <laughs> You know, um, you're going to need your plumbers to fix your this or whatever. So build your home, you know. And so we need to get our kids back into trade school. So one thing my organization is doing is teaching them more. I'm going to teach more about trade. I'm going to teach more about business, how to start a business. It's bigger than you just call the IRS and get an EIN exactly. or get an LLC. I'm going to teach them about having an escort. I'm going to teach them about having a nonprofit. They don't understand and what you can do to because we are definitely you're going to they they want to shut half of the government down. Yeah. And what made most black people, especially or minorities, <laughs> money is the government, especially in this area. Now they have it where you can work from home, which means you can be in LA and have a job at DCRA, and DCRA is in DC, but you can be in India and apply for a job. You can be anywhere, and COVID did that too. So people were so happy to be working from home. And I told clients, I said, why are y'all so happy? Yeah. You think your job is protected. Uh-huh. Your job is not protected. Nope. You may get out. Um, you may only have a few years where you can retire, but what about other people who are behind it's you? Because it's changed. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And y'all keep saying, oh, we're not going into that office. You're happy about that. That's stupid. You need to, you should be fighting to get back in that office. And then all of those um, little places where people would eat at lunchtime are closing. The stores downtown are going to be gone, and you all are so happy. You sitting at home getting fat, going to Jamaica with your computer, and then finding out you're in trouble because you weren't supposed to do that. And you think you're getting over, and you're not getting over. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They have a they are planning something to get you out. That's not even a conspiracy theory. Exactly. It's happening. It's, happening. it's really happening. Yes. So well, that's what I want to do. Keeping your mind clear yeah. so that you can see what's in front of you, what's coming, and that you can plan. Mm-hmm. And I think the trade, the education piece, there's something so artistically special about being able to style mm-hmm. and like what goes into it. Mm-hmm. And, and even... A wash that may be simple, there's so much learning. I was talking to another stylist and I was like, I'm not even going to attempt it mm-hmm. because there's an art, there's a mm-hmm. craft, how you truly have scalp help. There's all these things that you can't learn from YouTube mm-hmm. that you have to be trained on that will still exist. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know we had a dinner and we're working with the Professional Beauty Association to help pass the 45B by for tax tip credit. Mm-hmm. And so much of that bill is to help salons dollar for dollar tax credit, but also helping to establish credit Mm -hmm. because we have to, as much as we think as a community, like we don't want to be on the record. We don't want to do this. There's still the benefits Mm -hmm. to having social security, to being part of the system, to being eligible for grants. Yeah. I remember there were people even during COVID that could get grant money, but were like, no, I don't want to be on the books. And it's like at a certain point, how do we progress forward? Yeah, yeah. Well, that comes also from, again, no, nobody wants to do the work. They don't. They don't want to do what it takes to get them to the next level. They want the easy, fast way. And I, let me tell you something. What's so funny? As long as I've been in business, as long as I've been paying taxes or whatever, I could even get a PPP worth. Uh, a million dollars, and people were getting PPPs for a million dollars. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> the state was like, how did that happen? Well, I can't get nothing but $24,000. I'm so glad. But even though I think because I did mine the right way, too. Yes. You know, and so, you know, people don't understand when they can't, when it is time to get a grant and they ask you for certain things and you can't get it. And you're like, well, why? Because you didn't want to do the right thing. You keep thinking, oh, I'm just going to go in somewhere and be a hairstylist. So I want to be an owner. So I don't want to work in a hair salon, which I started to be far from uh, because of these suites. Um, I want to be a hair. I want to be a salon. So you want to go in a salon suite. And you want to do hair. Okay, but do you understand? You are a business owner. Yes. So get you a business license. Yes. Get you this. Do (laughs) this. Get your LLC. Do this. Do pay yourself a salary. What are you doing? And then they'll look at me like, oh, what you doing? I do what I have to do. I do the right way. So that when it's time to get a grant, I signed up for something recently. And the young lady asked us what was our Sam's number. And so I said, okay. And so what happened was when I turned everything in, she had called me this morning, actually. And she said, um, Mr. Martin, don't forget, we just, um, we're going to give you some time to get your your Sam's. And I said, I already have it. She said, she started laughing. And she said, well, I know that's right. But okay, but let me turn your stuff in and we're going to see what we can do. You know, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, they're just other, and every time people always ask me for advice, I give it to them because some people won't do that. They yes. won't. They want to keep everything for them. If anything, the old cliche is for me, it's going to be for me. Yes. But I want us all 
to win. Yes, because there's enough. Yes, we have a big problem with that. And I'm talking about black women. We have a big problem, especially they will come down on me for saying this. (laughs) Say it. Go ahead. And I tell them, I say, I have a lot of black male friends. And I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, black men sometimes have the my connect syndrome. And he said, what's that? I said, especially if you're from the streets, you don't want to tell who your connect is because you're scared somebody's going to get more or be able to benefit better than you do. I said, we have to do like black women. We need to embrace each other and help each other and and give each other info because we are all under attack, not just black women, black men too. And even down to voting, you know, you don't like this and you don't like that. So you think if you vote with the Republicans or if you don't vote at all, it's going to go away. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to go away. And it's going to affect you more than now because somebody's going to want to hire a black woman over a black man any day. They're about to deal with her and deal with you. Wow. It's you are truly the first person who has said that and who has broke it down in that way. Yeah, it's the truth. And it's so interesting because I I had this experience where I was at this like huge conference speaking Mm -hmm. and I'm looking around, of course, and I'm like, where are all of us? I spot the only other black person who happens to be a black male. I'm thinking, oh, we're about to joke it up, have a great time. Mm -hmm. He avoided me the entire time and I could not figure it out. And I was talking to someone and someone was just like, there was only so much space for mm-hmm. the two of you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, because I'm shocked, I'm like everybody, I created mm-hmm. a company called Brain Trust. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was so foreign to me. And then to hear you say it, it immediately triggered that. Mm-hmm. And like, we have to approach it differently mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we have to be able to come together in numbers. That's what other communities yeah. do. And you see it. Well, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. And I always tell, especially black men, I want them to read what happened in the beginning and how we were broken. And we have taken that up to now. We have allowed that with this over. I think because we were so broken, we have this over masculinity that ain't making us no money. It's just (laughs) ain't nobody. Nowadays, ain't nobody scared of you for doing it. Ain't nobody, you know, so do something about it, you know. Come on, let's take away that power that they had when they used to do stuff to black men in front of their women and children to make them, you know, fear them. You know, that Willie Lynch book. If anybody ever read that, it would change your whole mindset. If every black person read the Willie Lynch book, it would change their entire outlook, even black men, how they did things. So they, they, they demasculated them. So what happens is we now carry this I'm the man. Excuse me. I don't know if I can say that. I'm the man. I'm the one. But that ain't getting you nowhere. It's not. It's not getting you anywhere but street cred. Exactly. And I don't give a damn about street cred. <laughs> not when we're trying to build. Not, I want money. Well, I want wealth. Yes. I want family. My family to be okay. I don't give a damn what the nigga on the street think of me. I don't. Because I could take care of Vernon. They're not going to take care of Vernon. So... I was talking when I was talking to them, and I had a group of, of gentlemen who I would go and have and and um, have dinner with once a month. We would go, and they're on business. They're from the street. They're from, but they have learned too that that was not working for us. Not from I'm probably been on the street, but just that over doing it. So now because they're trying to live a different kind of life, people. 
they're soft, they're this. Who cares if you're going to be soft? <laughs> if I'm you, having a better life, because you broke, I'm doing, yes. you broke, you miserable, and I'm so happy. Now, so what are, what are you saying? You know, is that what led you to think about mentorship and yes. talk about the name and the name of what you're? So doing? I call it um, the jewels of Vima. Vima is me, Vernon Martin, and Jewel is my mom. And so um, what I want to do is try to try my best to work, get different grants, and um, to get money for the organization to help teach trade, whether it's barbering, hairstyling, plumbing, electrician, whatever. Um, also talk to um, help people coming back, return citizens, help them get back into the swing of things. You know, some have been gone a long time, and some of them still have the mindset of what how things were when they were gone. But even the young ones who were gone now, they are mentally yes. oh after. And so it's like, you know, how do you break this? So then you get other black men mm-hmm. who are trying to get to their next step to come in and talk to them and explain to them what's going on in their life. Because I think they get frustrated too. Because they're like, we can't find a job, we can't do this, you can't do that. That's why you're going to a trade. That's I'm telling you, that's yes. going to save us. Yes. It is. It's going to save us. Trade wow. Mark your us. words. Fred Martin said the trade I'm is going you, to trade save is us. going to serve. All they trying to get in the government? The don't do that. No, yeah. it ain't. It ain't work. It's not going to work. The government don't want you. They gonna use AI. Yeah. For all those jobs. <laughs> they are. Yeah. That's where they're already. It's scary. It's scary. And I want to go back because along this 35-year journey, Mm -hmm. you have had the salon, you've had your celebrity clients, and then you started an additional company, Mm -hmm. Bima Couture Hair. Mm -hmm. Talk about why you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, Bima started, it's supposed to be, it started as Erica by Erica Campbell. That's how it started. Okay. With Erin Campbell from Mary Mary. Um, We started doing, um, I would do Erica's hair quite a, a lot actually. I was seeing her wigs, and Erica is like, I would say she's rock star gospel. She's just not your average gospel artist. And um, one day we were at um, BET. BET was still BET, not the BET name. This was some years ago. <laughs> You're like, years let ago. me clarify what BET And we were on their campus that's here, and they were doing. Um, might have been Bobby Jones or something, and like an anniversary show or BT anniversary something. And so um, I was like, you know what, Erica, we should do a wig line. She's like, burning. I love that. That's what I've always wanted to do. So what I did was I did. I said I'm gonna do two. One I'll do one where it's like about her, and then I'll do one that's just me in the salon, just to have, you know, because you just never know. What happened with that with us and we were trying to what I really wanted to do was get funding. Because I figured if I get a celebrity, we can get funding and we can take this like really global. And this one um, stylist friend of mine in LA, she said, um, do you know out of all of us who are doing celebrities and doing she does way more than I do, she was like, None of us have a celebrity that we can use their name on a product. A real celebrity. Yes. Erica is a real celebrity. Uh-huh. And so I was she was like, You need to try to make this work. But it was so hard because the trip up with me with Erica by Erica Campbell was the gospel world. She's a big following. They wanted those people wanted you're thinking about rural Mississippi, Alabama, 
And that's not talking bad about them. They're not going to pay you $600 for a week, you know? And so we were like, it was so hard. I mean, I went overseas one time back to back. That was a horrible flight, you know, to do that, to find quality cheap. Yes. Where I can say, well, this is going to be a two hundred dollar wig, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I would have had to pay thirteen ninety nine to find yes. it, and God knows, even with finding that, they were some garbage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know how to do this, you know, to make this work unless we get an investor to give us enough money that we could buy in a huge enough bulk. A bulk, yes. And then we build the brand from that because, again, Erica doesn't anywhere in her hair is not laid you know and, and she's not doing some shoot with some wild amazing look and so um we took a break from that for a minute just until so the good thing was i still have vima and so i could charge with vima because vima is going to cost more because I, I have a different you know yes yes demographic of people who are going to buy that and so that's why i had vima you know, and so I haven't fully given up, Erica. Actually, um, I'm looking into products now because, again, our brand was good. She has the big, a big, huge following. She has a bunch of celebrity friends, um, R&B pop, main gospel, who were across the, you know. And so I will say this: a lot of people were excited about her doing that because they love her looks. And so um, it was just a matter of me finding the right. Quality that represents her, you know. I just would refuse to send something, and then people write this write up. Oh, this horrible here. People just kept sending me messages saying, "Why are y'all so high?" I was like, "Well, and that's what people don't understand." And what I appreciate mm-hmm. is that you were like, "I'm not going to sacrifice the quality no. or the reputation." No. And reputation is everything. That's why you've been so successful mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah, because at a certain point, when faced with, oh, I can just throw that out there, mm-hmm. but then it's like, what's the sustainability? Yeah, how does this reflect on me, and what would I really want? Yeah, we did Essence Fest in 2018. We were, I must say, the biggest hit at Essence Fest. Erica's, um, we sold out. We every out of all the celebrity booths, our booths stayed. I, I look at those videos and pictures now, and I'm like, oh my God, we were overwhelmed. I had um, Aisha, the young lady who sit back there, Aisha was in the back of the booth with a sewing machine, adjusting wigs, oh <laughs> making clip ends. It was the funniest yes. thing. We had, I mean, people were just coming out of the woodwork. I took the barbers of my salon, I took, we were, they were cutting hair, we were... <laughs> They were so pleased with us. They asked me to come back and say, well, how about doing another platform? And so we did Black Women in Hair Loss. Amazing. Wow. It was actually amazing. Yes. And so we were on the stage, like a center stage in the middle of Essence. We were on the stage. And um, Erica was supposed to be a commentator. Something happened. I think she got stuck on the traffic or something. So I had to take over. And so when everyone asked the people, what did you enjoy most? And they were like, and, um, it's so funny. We rushed off a stage because they was trying to get us to somewhere to do something. And people, they said it was a line of people waiting to talk to us. Like, so I was like, oh, we turned out. And then we were supposed to come back. And then COVID hit. I was so mad. 
because I was going to do it totally different. You know, I was like, oh, we're ready. Well, the first time, and then we you're like, yes. okay, I got yes. this. I'm we were like, sponsored ready. by at and I mean, it was just nice. Those so, are those moments uh, and then we're like, well, yes. Just. Yeah, so, but anyway, you know, it is what it is. And I have to ask, as you're talking, I'm just thinking, you've had this career again. You have evolved. Mm-hmm. You've maintained your salon and prospered. Mm-hmm. You've had these partnerships. You've had celebrities. And you're maintaining your your sense of being of service to give back. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been your defining moment in your career, personally? That's a good question. The defining moment was when I knew I had arrived was when Aretha Franklin yes. asked me to travel with her. Yes. And that's when I knew I'm doing something right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and most people can say, oh, I... It's not like you did Beyonce or Rihanna. I don't care. I did someone who has been in this industry over 60 years and was still making albums, winning Grammys, going up against people like Beyonce and all of them. Don't tell me. None of you, other than her stylists who have been with her before I went to do her for over 30-something years, can say that you did that. Give me a diva any day. It was that time. So there were three things. Wow. It was that time, and then it was a time when we were at Essence, and the young lady walked up to me um, and was introduced to me and said, we were told, we were trying to find you. She was with someone who knew me and said that Pat LaBelle was looking for a hairstylist. And this is before the girl was doing her nail, who's doing an amazing job, and um, said, would you be interested? I was like, oh my God, yes, she's my favorite. You know, I said, and so... We came back home and one day, so that was before COVID. So COVID hit, we didn't do anything. So I got a call and it's from her daughter-in-law, her son's wife. And she was like, would you be interested? Could you come up to Philly and do like a trial, you know? And to be honest with you, I wasn't fully into it anymore. Not here, but as far as traveling, going to do. So I took one of my young stylists with me who I thought, you know, they would connect well with, you know? So we went up there and she cooked for us. Oh my she sent, God. Uh, she, 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 she got our train tickets to um, Philly. <laughs> she had a car pick us up, not no Uber. She yeah. cooked us, um, it was oh a chicken gosh. stew. It was homemade, she made it. We That's was in the kitchen, amazing. we sat in the kitchen with her. And I'm like, I am sitting in Patty LaBelle's <laughs> kitchen and she is literally cooking for me. And so um, it was that and then the last and final thing is it's still this and still feeling relevant and people still calling to, to get an appointment and can't sometimes, you know? And I still feel as though that's a defining moment for me because again, I'm 53 and you have all these young stylists who are Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok sensations and I'm still busy and I can choose to work the way I want to work. And so to me, in my own, you know, that's my defining moment, the relevance of still being relevant, you know? The relevance of still being relevant. relevant. Actually, I'm going to go back. There were four defining things. There were four. There were four. (laughs) The other one was when I was called and I had to, I traveled a little bit with Serena Williams. I did a few things with her when she was honored for the SBs. I did her yes. for a Giorgio Armani shoot. I did her for a weekly shoot. I did her for like a David Letterman, you know, and, and that was another defining moment for me because I was like, so wait a minute, you have got 
people in the music industry, people in the sports industry, actresses. Mm-hmm. I did a Philly for a fake Philly for Wayne Brady for BET Awards. <laughs> yes, I yes. did that, and he had. I don't even. I didn't even do those main week. This is before people got popular with main week. <laughs> so I forgot, you know, things like that. And it, and to me, all those are defining moments because they make me go. And one of my friends said, "You're never excited," and I said. Because it can all be taken away. So I'm never feeling that I'm as great as what I just did. I'm trying to figure out now what's next. What's next? What's next? Yes. You know? And so I forgot all about this. You know, I <laughs> forget about Serena. Then you're you thinking, know. you're like, oh, and I did that. Yeah, and I did that. that. There were so that. many defining moments that made me know that. And I think, I do believe too that God to give you those things that you can know you're supposed to be there. Well, I mean, even going back to growing up with your yeah. mom and grandmother and being able to sit there and be your full self, mm-hmm. even with your grandfather and your father and like being able to do what you love. Mm-hmm. Like who knew just doing the art of playing in their hair and watching the shows would lead to Cicely. Cicely. Oh my God. How could I forget her? I gotta tell this story. I remember um, <laughs> I was doing Cicely for this event. We were out of town somewhere, and she was being honored. And she said, I want this look, Bernie. I said, well, what the heck is that? She says, I want this very natural big wig. And I want braids in the front. And I'm like, I said, well, I don't have that. She said, I was told you were the best. And I said, I said, but Miss Tyson, the thing, the event is tomorrow. And she says, I was told you were the best. Make it happen. Show me. I swear everything I looked. I looked at her like, she said, show me. I said, I got you. So it was Essence, actually, 2017. So I'm running, thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to prove to this woman? And Housewives of Atlanta (laughs) star Marlo Hampton had just started a wig line. And I was so mad because I had a wig line, but I didn't have with me, I had a bunch of wigs, but not what she wanted. That's another thing, being prepared. And so I said, what am I gonna do? So I saw her, somebody, I said, I need Marlo's number. So now I'm going to (laughs) call in every favor I have to get her number. So I called somebody and somebody called me and said, Marlon, I got Marlo's number. So Miss Tyson had gave me to the next day and she didn't think she said, I will give you my credit card if you have to have something flown in. And I said, but how do we know it's going to get here? I need your credit card. I'm going to find this wig. So so I called me. I called Marlo and she answered. And I said, listen, I know you don't know me. I said, I've done your hair one time, actually. You were in D.C., and so I told her she remembered, and I said, I'm doing Cicely Tyson, and I need a, she said, say no more. Say less, yeah. She said, what do you need? I said, I need a wig. How much is it? And she said, I don't want to die. She said, all I want y'all to do is say that Cicely Tyson had my wig. So we went, and um, she said, I'm at booth. Come to my booth. I'll meet you there. I flew <laughs> to I'm running through the convention center and she saw wow. me because she had a crowd of people around. Yeah. And she saw she looked at me and she said, 
And I said, she yes. said, come on up, come on up. So I went up, went in the back behind, in her booth with her. And she said, is this it? I said, yes. <laughs> So the next day I get to Miss Tyson and um, oh, this is so touching. She says, I walk in and she says, why haven't they called me? Where's I want an Afro wig and not the cheap beauty supply ones. And I pulled it out the bag and she looked and she said, I guess you want the best. Wow. She said, let's work. I said, okay. So that was, that was like, I was like, Cicely Tyson just told me I'm I the best. And we the were, best. oh, I have this picture of her. We were in a, a green room waiting for her to be honored. And I have a picture of her um, taking a nap on my shoulder, oh leaning my on my God. shoulder, and somebody snapped a picture. And um, I was like, when they showed me that picture, I was like, oh. So when she passed, I posted that picture. And, and right. I got the most likes I ever got in the world on that picture. Well, what is next for you? We have... Um, the academy, have the salon, you're still working, thriving. What's next? Um, my book. And I wanna do I would love, Kendra, to do a a Netflix movie about because there are things that we didn't tap into. Yes. You know, the political side of it that uh, people I do or have done. And so I want to do a, a, a like a little series about me or a um, oh, because I got a story, you know, yes. or a, um, oh, but definitely my book, which is actually done. But I wasn't happy with the beginning of it all, so I need to change that. But um, yeah, my book, I want to do the the, the um, a little story that make it go on Netflix or Lifetime or something. Yeah. Um, it's quite a story. And um, I haven't somebody who I can't tell you I've done. So I mean, you know, it's 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 something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So definitely my book and the story, and then the, the organization trying to help. I hope I can help somebody. Oh, you will. I really want to. I mean, even just your voice and words and the time yeah. to even think through it mm-hmm. is already just. I don't want to just stand behind this chair. Yeah. There's so much I can offer. There's so much I've been through that I can offer so much peace and so much love to somebody, you know, and if we don't do that, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And you create this space. I think even when I was creating Brain Trust Founder Studio, it was like, let me create a community and a platform, mm-hmm. even mentorship and education. And it's interesting because we had a guest speaker on who was talking about retail. And one of our founders who happens to be on, you know, over a thousand retailers was mm-hmm. on. And the speaker said, she was like, I got a little intimidated because mm-hmm. I'm like, she doesn't want to hear me. She's already there. And the founder was so gracious, was offering feedback. And I called her afterwards and I said, thank you. And I said, I have to tell you, the speaker was so complimentary because they were a little intimidated. And she was like, that's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Like she knows something that I don't know. And the mm-hmm. whole reason for us being together is sharing so that we can all be better in some way. Yeah. And I think that that's what it's about. Sometimes you don't even know that you need it, but mm-hmm. then when you're given the opportunity and you're put into the community of other people, then you start to receive those gifts or you're more open. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I needed Vernon. I didn't yeah. realize trade and now I have him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the beauty. So when does the book come out? You're redoing the first chapter. 
as soon as the chapter is done. Okay. I think the funny thing <laughs> is the artwork, everything has been done since during COVID. I mean, the, you know, the hard yeah. part of COVID. It's me. I, I know I want everything right. And then I lost my mom. So I, mm. I felt that I should put that in there. Yeah. It's what I went through. Part. I just have was not ready to write that last chapter. That last chapter. But I think even just talking it out to you, I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to start on this and there will be so much healing from that mm-hmm. chapter whenever you're ready. It it's really is cathartic. Like I have a book coming out February 13th, and it was such a great experience mm-hmm. to do it. And looking back and being like, wow, you did it. Mm-hmm. And so in time, because it is, it's that last chapter. Mm-hmm. And life happens, as we know. Yeah. So okay. My last question for you. Okay. Speaking of community and giving back, so we always like to shout out another product stylist opportunity for all of us to learn about. Mm-hmm. It's part of our community. Mm-hmm. So we talk about you and your work, but is there another brand stylist entity that you want to support? Yes, the people at Vernon Martin Salon. Yes, yes. Yeah, the people yes. at Vernon Martin Salon. Because if it were not for them, my door wouldn't open. I, they're, they're my um. <laughs> I want to see how to say this because I'm older than all of them, except for one, just a few months. But still, I act like their father. So they're my kids. I love, I love the people that work here. I love the energy that we all share, and we're like any other family. You know, um, we have our ups and downs, but they're they're my family. If it was, if it were not for them, you know, I wouldn't be sitting doing things like this. You know. And so I get credit. So I want to, when I have an opportunity in the platform, I want to give them credit, you know, because it is like, almost like they are some of the most talented people I know, you know, and then by most of us being a little older, a lot of us, we're not big social media, you know, doctor up my pictures. So, (laughs) you know, that's not a read, but it's the truth, you know? And so they're like a, um, unsung hero you know and I so if nobody else want to give them honor and praise I do so I would say the people who work here well and it's it's all about the people yeah truly any good business so that's a good one thank you well thank you so much for taking the time for having (laughs) me in Um, appreciate you no I appreciate you I love what you're doing I love it I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world wow What an amazing opportunity to be live with Vernon in his salon and spa. And as always, I love to leave you with one thing from each guest. And when I think about Vernon, I want us to think about how we can overcome our minds. Vernon said the mind is a powerful thing and that he refused to be convicted based upon what was happening in his mind. So how will we overcome our minds? How will we declutter our minds so that we can move forward in prosperity? And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. 
Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.